to Tabuk, a podcast about banned and controversial children's books. I'm Adriana. And I'm Maria. And this episode is about Alice in Wonderland at the time it was banned in China. If you Google Alice in Wonderland banned, this is one of the top results. There are references to it in Medium, in The Guardian, various sort of academic sources. It's it's a weird sort of fun fact that in 1931, the then governor of the province of Hunan banned Alice in Wonderland because it features talking animals. Would it surprise you to know that this may not be true? That China hasn't really banned the book? That's right. So it might be a lie? So the root of this story was a 1931 article in the New York Times, uh, which I'll read to you. I'm going to do my best impression of like an old-timey newspaper speak man. Okay. Alice is now to be... Alice is now to be banned in the province of Hunan. General Ho Chien is the hard-hearted censor who decrees that Alice and her mad but amiable friends are not good companions for Chinese youngsters. Bears, lions, and other beasts, he gravely points out, cannot use a human language, and to attribute to them such a power is an insult to the human race. Mm -hmm. How'd I do? I'd say you need a little gravity in your voice i don't know how to now listen see yeah yeah that that's what you're missing um but other than that i would give you like a solid 7.8 oh i felt i feel the pity in that but thank you (laughs) this report was picked up by the authors of a book about book banning by anne lyon Haight. appropriately it was called banned books which came out in 1978 and it basically repeats uh, word for word this story from the New York Times that this governor of Hunan disapproved of Alice in Wonderland specifically because it featured talking animals. And this story (laughs) has gone on to be repeated. It's in Wikipedia. The fountain of knowledge. The reason I was confused about this is because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there are bears or lions in Alice in Wonderland. So the quote that they used, specifically calling out talking bears and lions, didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, it's just the rabbit, right? Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's caterpillars, there's like, there's talking animals, but there's not bears and lions. Okay. I did some digging. There is a newsletter published by the Lewis Carroll Society of North America. And in 2012, there was a, an article in the newsletter, which is called An Early Alice in China, A Rumor and a Translation. And that's where most of my tea comes from about this. The author's name is Sen Wong. And according to this article, in 1931, Ho Chien, who was the sort of chairman, AKA governor, of the province of Hunan, he published an op-ed basically in the newspaper. He complained about children's books that featured talking animals. He especially didn't like, sometimes they were referred to in like a respectful form of address. 
that really annoyed him <laughs> if like a human was speaking respectfully to an animal. <laughs> okay, sir. He's like, dogs do not deserve respect. Exactly. Weird. He was a Confucianist. Oh. And Confucianism, it's quite a lovely philosophy. philosophy yeah. You know, as with any other mode of thought can be used to evil ends. Yeah, of course. You can, you can just make anything up. Yeah. Confucianism is all about interpersonal relationships and social harmony. And what do we owe the people who are above and below us in the hierarchy? So it does have a strict sense of hierarchy. Um, elders are above their juniors. Men are above women. People are above animals. Everyone becomes the best version of themselves if they know where they stand in the natural order in relation to everyone else. From that, you can see why he would have an issue with animals, especially animals being treated respectfully, animals talking, animals having human traits, because he saw this as like a perversion of the natural order. Okay. So he was, he was a fun guy. Um, he was also like a zealous anti-communist. Uh, he had the wives of like prominent communists murdered. Um, oh. Just, just like, yeah, like a nasty man. Um, okay. I think we're onto something where like if somebody specifically doesn't like talking animals, they've got some skeletons in their closet. <laughs> it's just, it's such a weird hill to die on. Mm -hmm. China has actually like had a really long and cool history of stories with talking animals in them. Um, there's examples dating from like at least the 1600s, but probably before. So when Ho Chin published this op-ed, um, there, was, there was a lot of backlash. There was an author called, I'm gonna butcher this, Lu Shun, who translated European fairy mm -hmm. tales. And he wrote, Recently, regarding children's stories, both civil and military officials are expressing their brilliant ideas. <laughs> Some say cats and dogs shouldn't talk, and calling them Mr. is depriving human decency. Seriously, it doesn't matter much, because the minds of children differ from those of civil and military officials by having the ability to evolve. <laughs> These people, the weird thing is, obviously I think they feel like, hey, if we respect animals, what's next? Respecting people of other races? Like, I think that's what they're going for, mm. but it's, it's like so weird that they just cannot handle a cat that says hello. Clearly, if we say hello, Mr. Cat, then like the social order is going to crumble. It was a very turbulent time in China. Um, this was during what's called the New Culture Movement, which was a progressive anti-Confucianist movement that sort of valued like human individuals and new ideas. And the New Culture Movement was also producing a bunch of incredible new children's books. They were translating a lot of works. Alice was really popular. One person wrote a sequel uh, in which Alice goes to China. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. What's that called? Um, it's called Alice's Travelogue in China. In China? Like, somebody just went like, what if Alice came to China? It's so funny to see, like, the past and its relationship with copyright. Like, it's like, oh, in this book she goes to a fake 
like country where animals speak. Yeah. But what if she yeah. came to China? <laughs> <laughs> big, um, big fangirl energy, honestly. Yeah, it's it's just it's fan fiction. Oh my god, it's like a self-insert. I love self-inserts. They're always so ridiculous. I love them. I think the weirdest pairing. It's like a canon, not not like a canon. It's like fanon pairing, and it happens. It exists. Like, it's the Mad Hatter and the Queen of Hearts. There's, like, fan fiction for that. Just the idea of dating Johnny Depp. I think in, in Tim Burton's movie, they sort of implied that they had like a past. Mm. I'm trying to find Mad Hatter um Queen of Hearts fan fiction for you. Uh while you look for that, <laughs> sort of hard evidence that following this op-ed the book wasn't banned. The op-ed was published in 1931 and the next edition mm-hmm. of Alice in Wonderland was also published in 1931. Like it was it just like went out later that year. So if you go into, you know, Wikipedia or you look at these articles that claim Alice in Wonderland was banned in 1931, that is definitely not true. However, mm-hmm. there may be a little bit of truth to it. Okay. This guy, Ho Chien, became the governor in 1927, mm-hmm. uh, the governor of this province. And Alice in Wonderland had been published before then. So editions were coming out steadily every like year and a half or so. Okay. So the fourth edition was published in 1927, the fifth edition in 1931. And 1927 again was when Ho Chien became governor. There was a longer gap between the fourth and fifth editions. Okay. There's no record of Alice in Wonderland explicitly being targeted. Maybe when he took power there was a little bit of a, hmm, let's stop publishing this for a while. The, the final piece of evidence I was able to find is the translator, who is kind of a celebrity, published an autobiography. Uh, well, his wife wrote his autobiography for him, and he translated it into English. So there was a Chinese edition and an English edition. And in the English edition, there is the claim that... Alice in Wonderland was briefly banned. Okay. But in the Chinese one, it's, there's There's not. no such claim. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the idea of his wife just writing, like, a real thing, like, oh, yeah, this is what happened, and him, like, embellishing the story when he translated it, and he's like, and I was the strongest (laughs) man in the world, and also the tallest one. One thing we can be sure of, it was not banned as a result of this one Mm -hmm. op-ed in 1931. Take that, Wikipedia. It has been banned in America, however. In 1900, it was banned in all New Hampshire public schools because it promoted masturbation and sexual fantasies. I read that, and I'm like, where? Where? Like, like what happened? I don't, I don't remember this. What, what are you thinking about, sir? <laughs> what are your sexual fantasies? Uh... Yeah, like... What did you read? It was also banned in the 60s, and this is kind of the accusation that stuck with it because allegedly it promotes drug use, um, which which is really funny because it, it really is a case of, like, if you're thinking about it, you'll see it, but that was so not 
you know, the intent of the original. Lewis Carroll had a lot of problems, but he was not a drug user. <laughs> I have a plot summary for Alice's travelogue in China. Ooh. This was published in 1928. It's also called Alice's Travel in China. Okay, that makes sense. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. So she travels with the 45-year-old rabbit. They Ooh, buy... I love how he has an age. Yeah, yeah, very specific. Also, she is 12 in this, so, so now you know. Oh. They go out and meet a thin beggar who failed to rob and begged to die. Iconic. They attended the welcome party of Dr. Starling, and then they mm -hmm. went to visit the gray stork they met at the welcome party. Alice wrote a letter okay. to her aunt when she returned to the hotel. But when she woke up from her dream, she found that she was still with her aunt. In the second volume, Alice goes to the magical and wild Miao Township um, and sees all kinds of local conditions and customs. Everyone gambles. A surrogate mother with more than 720 children sells her children in the slave market. What? And then finally, Alice returns back to England, very confused. I think that's a worse <laughs> adventure than the one in, in Wonderland. Like, what? In 1935, there's a third issue. Alice is a little grown up now. She goes back again with the rabbit to China where porcelain, silk, and tea are produced. So that's nice. They go to a temple and see plank houses and beggars everywhere. This person really likes beggars. Um, yeah. They visit a bankrupt silk factory, learn how to eat melon seeds, and taste tea. That seems useful. They go north to escape the summer heat, see a fair master settle a case. Okay. And then she wakes up and it turns out she's on a beach. What is that book even about? <laughs> There's more. Um, a, a different writer wrote a fairy tale called Miss Alice in 1931. That was a, a great year. So Alice is in third grade, and she and a kangaroo family go to the Insect Kingdom music concert. On the way, they meet Dr. Firefly, the slander money frog, the Mantis Broadsword Team, the Sandman Judge, and the Rice Worm Who Stole Food. Wait, the, the Slander Money Frog. At the concert, Emperor Anaconda mm. sent an army to seize the venue. Alice dared to die to defend it. What? And then she woke up. A venue? A venue where... Um, the music concert was being held. She died for a venue. Yeah. Alice, no! In the 1940s, Alice was made into a stage production in China. A seven-act puppet show. Seven acts? Alice dreamed that Santa Claus would take her to play in the beautiful and happy spring world. She left home to go to candy country. The oh, this is just the nutcracker. The King of Sugar asked the Fruit Man to hold a grand and lively welcome party. She was caught by the demon of greed and the demon of laziness and was locked up. But the Ant and Rabbit Brothers oh. defeated the devil and everyone sang a triumphant song. 
And then Alice woke up from the dream. Oh no! <laughs> I no <gasps> no! I refuse to Sorry. accept this plot <laughs> device again. <laughs> no, <laughs> please never write anything where the plot twist is, and then she woke up. Please never again. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. It's just incredible. It's so good. Every single time. Oh my god. I'm. They, they were like, yes, this is the one thing we will retain from the original. We we love this about her, Alice, always asleep. Boo. It's so interesting to see people just take these ideas and then adapt them to their own culture. Yeah, just like, I mean, this is so cool and fun. <laughs> so famously, Alice in Wonderland has been banned in China. This is untrue. Alice in Wonderland has been banned. Probably not in China, but definitely by some very strange Americans. Thank you for joining us. This was all a dream. Wake up now. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram. We're trying really hard. To book underscore pod on both of them. We upload these podcasts every Wednesday morning. And yeah, hopefully we'll see you next week. See you soon.